0: Uncover and Elevate is the next evolution of Liberate Your People Pleaser. I'm Brenda Florida, Certified Life Coach, and after coaching hundreds of clients, I am unapologetically clear on this. People pleasing is a symptom with a deeper cause. Being in a toxic relationship or career and feeling trapped has a deeper cause. Avoiding difficult conversations has a deeper cause self-sabotage, imposter syndrome, confusion, feeling insecure, all have a deeper cause. In Uncover and Elevate, we are going to look under the hood every week to uncover what the deeper causes are that shape our lives, including the ones that make breaking a pattern, even one we want to break so hard. Then we will elevate our lives with tools designed to transform those deeper causes and deal with the symptoms. Join me each week as we uncover and elevate our lives. And now, here's this week's episode of Uncover and Elevate. All right, everybody, there's nothing more important to uncovering and elevating our lives than building our muscles for navigating a challenge. So when I spent my two and a half years being homeless, that was a huge challenge it was a challenge of my finances it was a challenge in my career and you know even then to the degree of being homeless which creates all kinds of other challenges it's very disorienting not to have a place that you know you're going to every night not to have your things around you all those things so that was a really, and, and it lasted two and a half years. So that was a long time to have major challenges on kind of these three different fronts. And so I told myself when all of that was happening to me and I was working diligently with the very same tools I'm going I'm to give you today. Uh, Well, except the one I didn't do very well with, which I'll share with you. Uh, It's a tool I'm going to give you today. I just didn't do a very good job of uh, implementing it while I was going through my challenge. (laughs) But I told myself that once I was out of it, I would help people navigate these really challenging times, because here's what's happened what happens, or I, this is how it feels to me, and you may or may not relate. So many times we hear a story about, you know, the sort of rags to riches or, you know, somebody w- w- who, has very little business and then has a big launch and suddenly their business is thriving and they've got, you know, multiple six figures, maybe multiple millions, you know, whatever. And so you get the, or even something on a more spiritual plane, like Eckhart Tolle, who, you know, writes the power of now Really becomes popular when he wrote the New Earth because Oprah picked it up and did so much to make that very popular, fantastic book. I mean, it deserved to be popular. Um, but, you know, so we see Eckhart tolle as this world renowned spiritual leader when we join him, you know, if you didn't catch him in the power of now, when you you know, find out about him as I did um during those Oprah years with a new Earth. I think that's the name of the book anyway you know what I mean so I have heard him tell his story about being suicidal and then in his moment where he was like you know ready to take that kind of physical action to kill himself to end his life he had he realized there was like this thought that was thinking him that he, you know, needed to end his life. And then there was him, like he, for him, it was an awakening to the separateness of we're not our thoughts. I, I am more than just my thoughts. And that sort of took him on his journey, which included two years, as he describes it, of living on a park bench, you know, so being homeless. And so I was super once, you know, so I heard that years ago and I'm like, oh, wow. And, you know, lots of people, the guy who wrote Neil Donald Walsh, who wrote Conversations with God, he was homeless and got his inspiration uh, during his homelessness on his park bench for that, what became that book, Conversations with God. So you hear these stories, you know, and I always loved them. I was always very inspired by them. And then I found myself, well, I never lived on a park bench. I always ended up with a roof over my head, but uh, in that kind of predicament and I'm like, oh, but wait, <laughs> what was Eckhart Tully doing during those two years on the park bench? You know, what, like, how was he managing that? Because it's easy to say it in hindsight. Like I went back to his book, The Power of Now, and he spends a whole paragraph Talking about that, like that's it, you just get this. You know, my life sucked, I was going to kill myself. I have this big awakening, I still, you know, life doesn't really get better. I'm living on a park bench for two years, then I get the inspired, you know, action to go to California and start writing this book. Okay, so it's a great story. And when we hear it in the today, and he's, you know, not only survived that challenge, but is thriving it's easy to sort of um, not, you know, not go back to that, right? It sounds like, oh, yeah, I was homeless, and now I'm not, you know. But for me, I'm like, so how did he actually navigate that? And I started realizing that so many times we hear these stories, but nobody really talks about exactly how they navigated day to day, living in that kind of enormous challenge. So I wanted to do that. I wanted to be someone, a coach, you know, a public person who would talk about how exactly did I wake up and keep going every day, you know, when I, during this whole two and a half years, because I think that that one of the things that happens when we are in a challenging time, whether it lasts for a short period of time on the calendar or a long period of time like mine, is that you feel very alone, right? You feel very isolated, like everybody else around you that you can see is not struggling with what you're struggling with. And so it can feel very, um, not just like what's wrong with me, certainly all the negative mindset stuff comes up there, right? Like what's wrong with me? Why is this happening to me? Why can't I get myself out of this? Uh, You know, all those kinds of thoughts. It feels very... Alone, you know, you you're scrolling social media and everybody's having a great summer vacation or whatever, and you're homeless or you're not paying your bills on time because you don't have the money or whatever's going on, or maybe it's something completely not money related because I'm very convinced that it, it doesn't matter whether you have a health issue or a money issue or a big relationship issue like they all kind of have these same patterns behind them and they're all you know really really difficult when you're in the middle of them so today's episode i'm going to give you my top 3 tools for navigating a really difficult time whether it's a short term thing you know you're just having a challenge at work and you know it's not going to last forever but still it's it's really you know challenging or some kind of big life transition. You've lost someone, you've lost a job, you're having a financial struggle, you've lost your home, you've, you know lost some sort of other thing that's very important to you. Um, so any of these big life challenges or a health uh, you know, a bad diagnosis or something like that, all the things I'm gonna give you today are gonna apply to all those. Now here's the thing. I particularly want to hear from you about today's episode. I particularly want to hear if this is helpful, if you're going through a challenging time, if you know someone who is that you shared this with and maybe it was helpful to them or something like that, because this only works if it resonates, right? Like I, I want to really be sure I'm hitting the mark with you. and, that this is, you know, helpful in some way. So here we go. My top three things. Number one is when you're going through a difficult time, I think it's sort of job one, your priority needs to be in managing, I use that word carefully, not controlling uh, maybe better word than managing is being intentional about how you feel. Okay. So when we're in a challenging time, for the most part, we feel like shit, right? <laughs> like you're just feeling diminished, discouraged, frustrated, angry, depressed, you know, like there are no options for you alone, isolated, all the feelings that don't feel good. Okay. So I am not suggesting that you ignore those or try to sweep those under the rug or try to cover them up with positive affirmations that, you know, as is becoming a common term now, toxic positivity. So, and it won't work anyway, (laughs) trust me, Uh, because when you are in terrible financial trouble, and you just say, I'm wealthy, I'm wealthy, I'm wealthy, there's a part of your brain that's going, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. So we that doesn't really work, but here's what I mean. So when I talk about being intentional about your mindset, that is the ability to get up in the morning and say, okay, I know I'm feeling this, this, and this because of my circumstances, okay? Because all this stuff is about circumstances and how those circumstances make us feel. Homelessness is a circumstance. Being broke is a circumstance. Losing your job is a circumstance. Your health is a circumstance. And so our feelings are responding to those circumstances. And that's totally fair. Again, I don't want you to deny those or in any way criticize yourself for feeling those feelings. What I want you to do is set the intention to see yourself as more than your circumstances. So this is where you can kind of evoke that concept of I'm a spiritual being having a human experience or anything around that, that works for you. I'm an energetic being, if you're not into the spiritual side and you like the science side better, we're all made up of energy and our energy is so much more expanded than we even have an awareness of. So again, our energy is so much bigger than the circumstance that is challenging me. So in whatever way it works for you to be able to kind of see yourself as bigger than your circumstances. And so what kind of feelings can you begin to embrace? Can you begin to identify with when you see yourself as bigger than your circumstance. So again, this isn't going from I'm depressed and suicidal to I'm full of joy, okay? That's too big of a leap. That's one of the things we do that actually ends up being self-sabotaging is that we wanna try to get ourselves too far from where we are, okay? So smaller steps uh, that add up to Getting really far from where you are. Okay. But doing it in smaller steps instead of expecting big leaps. So maybe all you can do this morning is say, okay, I acknowledge that I am in a set of circumstances that is really challenging and that I feel diminished, depressed, frustrated, angry, you know, whatever feelings you have about that. That's okay. Those feelings aren't going to kill you either. So just being able to acknowledge and own that you're having those feelings. And in addition to that, I know that I am bigger. There is more to me than just my circumstances. So I want to invoke or sort of like conjure up. I want to tap into a feeling of, let's just call it possibility, okay? Let's not even go to infinite possibilities. Let's just say possibilities. That it is possible that even today, something about my circumstances could change. Now, if you're in a challenging time right this minute, I want you just to really embrace that. I want you to breathe that in. I want you to repeat that after me in an out loud voice. If you can do it wherever you, you are listening to this, if you can repeat this out loud, otherwise say it in your head, I am more than my circumstances. And when I remember that I am more than my circumstances, I can tap into possibility. I am more than my circumstances. And when I see myself as more than my circumstances, I can tap into possibility. And then I want you to expand on that and tell yourself a little story, right? Like imagine this is a movie or a book and you know our hero is having a really terrible time, but just around the corner, a page away is help. That's coming that the hero knows nothing about, you know, or something that's going to change in their circumstances or something like that. We never know a moment before the miracle happens that the miracle's coming, right? So, and if you don't want if miracle is like too big of a word for you, again, don't get hung up on that. Just something that could happen that could improve my situation. So case in point, I was in one of these times, and it happened many times. So I'm in an Airbnb. I had I don't, know, three, I don't know, two three days left before I had to move out of that Airbnb, and I did not have enough money to go get another Airbnb or to extend my stay in the room I was in. So I was, but I'm following my own advice here, and so I I was down at the beach because. I could park free there and I love the beach. So that's very inspiring and healing and uh, helps me tap into this possibility piece. And so I it was my routine every morning to just get up, make my coffee and leave my Airbnb, uh, mostly because I hated all of them. Like they were not very nice. I just had a room, you know, I'm sharing a bathroom. I'm, you know, very little privacy, blah, blah. So it was my habit to get up, get my coffee and leave. And then I would spend most days at the beach. I worked at the beach. I took client calls. You know, I did sessions from the beach. I wrote my blogs on my laptop with my hotspot on the beach. You know, I just, I did a lot out there because it lifted my mood a little bit, these feelings. Okay. Because one of the things I want you to connect here is that Your feelings and your thoughts are always connected to each other. So, whenever, and I, we, most of us, myself included in the sort of self improvement, you know, growth world, talk about mindset a lot. But one of the reasons that's so important is because your feelings then will follow your mindset. So, when you're having those thoughts of the mindset of, I'm trapped. This is never going to work. I'm never, you know, nothing's working out for me. Why is this happening to me? Blah, blah, blah. Those thoughts bring with them the feelings of diminishment and anger and depression and desperation and all those things. So when we can change our thoughts or our feelings into a higher level the two will come together. So you can do it just with feelings. Like if going out in nature, like for me, as soon as I got to the beach, my thought, my feelings, excuse me, my feelings were lifted. They were elevated. Okay. Not from despair to joy and abundance. (laughs) I didn't go that far, but how about from not quite so despairing because it just lifted my mood right away to be at the beach. Now you've probably got a place in nature, a place in your home, whatever, that does that for you as well. So like go to that spot as often as you can during this challenge so that at least you're putting yourself in an environment that at least feels a little bit better. Okay. Now that won't be enough. It wouldn't take me long to be at the beach before I could be back in despair again, if I was not being intentional about what I was there for. And I was very intentional about it. So I would go to the beach and I would, you know, be saying to myself, okay, it is time to elevate how I feel. And sometimes I would do that by just directly going to my feelings. I would just Stare at the water and think of the majesty of it and the beauty of it and how powerful it was. Because during my time, and this is very common when we're in a challenge, part of it is we're feeling powerless. And so looking at the ocean helped me tap into I have some power, right? So I might not be able to tap into exactly how powerful I am, but if I can give my, if I can tap into some power, right? 5% power is better than 0% power. So again, giving yourself the grace to just slowly upgrade in small increments, not I have to immediately change my mindset and be in joy and abundance. Nope, it's probably too far. Once in a blue moon, you'll be able to accomplish that. And the risk is, is that if I try to do that and don't make it, then right away that inner critic Chimes in. So, this going in kind of small increments is a great way to also manage that inner critic that is having a heyday when you're in a challenge. I mean, mine was telling me every scarcity belief my family and my religion ever had, and proving that I am proving the point, you know, because I followed my dreams instead of following the rules, and now I'm broken homeless. And, you know, so I'm having all kinds of mind. Set things coming up to diminish me. So if I just try to go, oh, okay, I'm at the beach, let's go to joy and abundance. My those mindset pieces are gonna self sabotage what I'm trying to do there. But if I can just go to, hey, I got a little bit of feeling of possibility, I'm feeling a little better just looking at the beauty of the ocean, just lifts my spirits a little bit. Okay. I got to notice that I'm, I'm being intentional and I'm being really, really aware. And those voices of diminishment might still be in the background. That's okay. I'm just not giving them my attention. So there are many things in our lives that are surrounding us that we are not paying attention to. Okay. So they're there. Like when you drive down the highway and don't even notice a billboard that's up, you know, it's there, but you aren't paying any attention to it. So it's not impacting you. So those negative thoughts and those thoughts of diminishment, they can kind of become the same way. It's just like, okay, I'm just not paying attention to you. I'm not giving you energy. What I'm giving all my attention and energy to is the beauty of this ocean in front of me, the sunshine, the waves, the power of it, that, oh my gosh, if an ocean like this can exist in the world and the tide, the rhythm of the tides and how that's tied to the moon, if all of that can happen without me paying any attention to it, right? I'm not controlling that. I'm not trying to make that happen. That's just happening. The force that is making that happening can help me improve my situation. You know, and and so you start to crack that door to a possibility. And so then I like to tell myself a story, and I might just make it up, or it may be something I've read or been inspired by, um, like the Eckhart Tolle thing. Like, okay, you know, I know lots of famous and wealthy people who have spent their time on a park bench. So, no problem. My situation is temporary. And I'm going to look back on this when I'm famous and a millionaire, and it's just going to be part of the journey. Okay. Because that gets me out of feeling buried by my circumstances today and gets me looking at it from a broader perspective. And I can look back to other challenging times in my life and go, oh yeah, like they were hard at the moment, but then each one of them took me to my next greatest achievement. So, oh. Maybe that's what's happening here. Okay. So I can start to tell myself a story of, hey, there's possibilities here. You know, something could happen to me today that I don't even know is going to happen that's going to improve my situation. So back to my story I'm walking on the beach. I'm a couple of days away from needing to be out of my place, no money to get another place. I'm on the beach, literally. I get a phone call from a friend who's just checking in to see how I'm doing. And then says you know my wife and i are going on vacation for a week and we don't need a house sitter and we've never had a house sitter but our house is going to be sitting here empty and so if you want to come stay in our house starting tomorrow then you can do that and the only thing we might have you do is water a few plants and I was like, great. Okay, so now all of a sudden I have a place to live for a week. It's not going to cost me anything. The day or two I had left on my Airbnb, the um, I asked the owner for a refund on those days and they agreed to give it to me. I mean, they didn't have to, but I figured why not? Because I had a little bit of overlap. Like they were leaving the next day and I still had maybe two days left in my Airbnb after that. And so I'm like, well, actually, instead of, you know, paying for that Airbnb for the two extra days that now I don't need it. I'm just going to ask. If he says no, that's fine cuz I still got that still adds 5 days, you know, to where I'm going to be able to stay and be able to stay for free and have a kitchen and have privacy, right? Just like the whole house to myself. Da da da. So, I did that. I asked and the owner gave me my money back on those couple of days. So, suddenly I have some money in my more money in my account and a place to live for a week. When I woke up that morning, I had no idea No idea that could happen. I didn't know my friend was even going on vacation. I, you know, like I couldn't have dreamed that up. And so then that gives me a story to remind myself of the next time I'm feeling like it's all impossible and I'm never going to make it. And, you know, there's no hope for me. Then I can bring back that story and be like, no, wait, remember that day? And I had no idea. And yet before the day was over, good things were happening that elevated. My position. So when I say work on those feelings, it's really a thought and feeling thing. If you can't conjure up the feeling of possibility that, you know, that's going to feel just a little lighter in your body, then think the thoughts of it. Because if you think the thoughts of the possibilities, the feeling of it will come. You will notice if you just You know, if for you, it's easier to train your attention on the thoughts, then just keep thinking the thoughts, tell yourself the story, tell yourself the thoughts of what's possible, that these things are temporary, that lots of people have been through situations like this and come out of it, you know, whatever it takes, then the feelings will come because you there, your thoughts and your feelings are always like two sides of the same coin. And so whether you do it with the feelings, if you do it with the feelings and you can just tap in to that feeling of possibility, the thoughts of possibility will follow. Okay. So to me and for me, that was my number one priority every day. That's what I woke up with every day. My job today, my purpose today is to elevate my thoughts and my feelings into that realm of possibility. Okay, so that is the, that's my, that's my number one, but close behind that, because it will impact your ability to do the other one too. So maybe there's no one and two here, maybe it's one and one, (laughs) is taking care of your body. So this is the easiest thing to both ignore and potentially abuse when we're in a challenge. I can promise you I was not eating very healthy because I was eating so weird. I had no refrigerator to put food in. You know, I'm just going, doing, I also don't have a lot of money to spend, right? So I'm not buying nice food. I'm not, you know, I'm eating really weird. Like the best thing I did probably was like to stop at a grocery store and buy a pre-made up salad, you know, and have the salad. Um, But plenty of, stuff that wasn't that good either you know plenty of slices of pizza or you know a burger at a fast food place for 250 or you know whatever because I was my money was such an issue so but to the degree that you can and of course not everybody has a money challenge so plenty of you are having deep challenges that don't have anything to do with your pocketbook so use that money wisely right eat good food, eat healthy food, make sure you're sleeping at night. Now that can be a big thing. Now I will tell you, and not every, you know, I'm not a doctor and I'm not advising you to do this, but I will just be honest and say, I had sleeping pills that I used. Um, I, even during this time, I don't typically have a hard time going to sleep. My problem is if I wake up in the middle of the night then my brain starts going immediately and I can't go back to sleep. So I had this lovely little sleeping pill. I only needed to sleep a couple hours. So I would go to sleep. And then if I got woken up and got into worry and anxiety in the middle of the night, I would just take one so I could go to sleep because sleep when you're in a challenging time is so important. Um, There are magnesium supplements that you can take, you know, there are natural things you can do like I don't know, Tylenol PM and those kinds of over-the-counter PM sleep uh, medications always made me feel really groggy and yucky, so I didn't like them, but there are plenty of natural supplements that you can use to help you sleep better um, if you live in a state where it's, you know, where marijuana is legal, as I do here in California, I have a gummy I take a lot of times at night that is a that's to promote sleep, you know, so whatever you need to do that is legal and not harmful for you. Uh, Don't, this is no time to be, you know, like, oh, I should be able to sleep fine without it. Just, just do it. Do what you need to do to be able to sleep in a way that's healthy. Okay. Because sleep is so important. As soon as we're overtired, everything even gets darker, right? I called this episode darkness to light. We want to go from darkness to light. Okay, something that is at least lighter than the darkness we're in. And when we're tired, it's very hard to pull ourselves out of that darkness. So getting the sleep you need, eating as healthy as you can eat, um, and moving your body. Like for me, because mine was a financial challenge, it's not like I could afford to go to the gym or something, but I just walked that beach, you know, you, you can walk your neighborhood, you can walk in a park nearby, you could, one of the, the beach I picked, I picked on purpose, it did happen to be my favorite, but um, synchronicity was at play for me because they also had free parking in the parking lot. So there are a lot of other beaches that I've gone to and enjoy here in Southern California, but you have to pay a meter or a parking lot fee to park. So I would go to, that would have made it out of my budget. I was just happy to have the gas to get to the beach, right? So I went to a place where it was free to park and I'd walk on that beach. So there's some kind of park or something near you, or maybe it's your own neighborhood or your own backyard where you can get yourself in nature, where you can walk, like nature and moving your body are so important because being able to surround yourself in beauty and moving that, but because all this uh, anxiety and depression and frustration and diminishment that you're feeling in the middle of a challenge it all stores up in your body. And so we really need to move our bodies. Again, if if your challenges don't have anything to do with money, then just make sure you're going to the gym, go, you know, or whatever exercise you like to do, go out and run, go ride your bike, go, whatever it is, get your body moving. And again, if you're not having a financial challenge at all, then it could even be a great time to just like, like work with a personal trainer Not to build the best muscle-bound body you've ever had, maybe, but just to have that support. You want to bring all the resources you can to serve you in your self-care. So this is when absolutely it's time to hire the coach. Even as broke as I was, I found ways to get coaching in my life, right? Like, okay, I have the benefit of having friends who are coaches. um, So sometimes we traded but I also had coaches gift me sessions. Sometimes I would sometimes make a couple hundred dollars and sure I had bills to pay that that money needed to go to, but I'd see a program on abundance or on, you know, something that uh, I did one with, um, that I love with Panache Desai and Michael Bernard Beckwith that was just called Limitless. It was to get us in touch with our limitless nature, right? So, and I'd spend $300 on that course instead of spending it on my bills and somehow I, you know, still made it, um, or not like I ended up filing bankruptcy. So, you know, that happened, but it was so much more important to me. And I, you know, I'll say in, even with the benefit of hindsight, I'm so glad I spent that money on those programs or on the, you know, private sessions with coaches or whatever. And I'm grateful for the ways that I was able to barter it or, you know, the gifted sessions I've had. And I do that for clients sometimes. I've had clients that, you know, I've reduced my price dramatically for or, um, you know, whatever. Occasionally I can, I have people who are willing to give money on behalf of another person's coaching package with me, um, whatever, because, you know, I've been there, done that. And more than anything in these challenging times, We need support. So, you need to bring all the resources to bear that you can possibly bring. And to me, I didn't have a lot of money to spend on it, but I could get myself to the beach. I could get myself in nature. I would walk, 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 walk to keep my body moving, you know, just do the best I could do with the food. Um, Worked to not. Do things abusive to my body, like drink too much. I love any of you who follow me very closely know I love my cocktails and uh, wine and champagne, you know. And so I was very, I was just careful not to overdo it in that regard, um, because you don't want to do things or and people who are uh, smoke a lot of pot or not even a lot, but like that can be um, a like that can be something that can be good but if you are doing it so much, it it's having you numb out, then it's not. So I'm not a pot smoker because whatever, I never learned how to smoke. <laughs> I was a goody two shoes in my teenage years and I didn't go to college. I had babies and got married, you know, so whatever, I can't smoke. You can laugh at me like Bill Clinton that I can't inhale, but it's just not a skill I have. So anyway, I'm I'm not a pot smoker. I don't have anything against it, but Uh, but I know that, you know, I mean, I've coached plenty of people in crisis who know they're, they're smoking too much. They're, they're using it to numb out. And so that's what we don't want to do. We don't want to use things that will numb us out. There's a difference between numbing and elevating. Okay. So, um, you want to bring all the forces to bear to help your body, to care for your body, and not do things that will be destructive to your body. And last but not least is what I alluded to a moment ago which is the getting the support you need, the sort of phone a friend thing. I did not do very well at this. I got support I needed like, you know, by taking these classes and getting some coaching and stuff like that. And of course, my family and friends knew things were not good. It's not that I didn't tell anybody what was going on but I was not, when I was having my darkest moments and I felt just so desperate and so like, there's no solution. This is never going to end. I, you know, it's time to give up. And I did have my moments, my days of what I think they would consider suicidal. um, Oh my God, I just forgot the word. Anyway, I thought about it. I, I planned it. Like I would fantasize about how I could have a car accident or something where it would look like an accident and nobody else would get hurt, right? Like I kind of had those fantasies going, not every day, but you know, a handful of times over a particularly difficult six months. But um, ideation, that's the word I want, sorry. Uh, so I think that's considered a suicidal ideation. I think there's also a, a big step from that and actually hurting yourself. Um, but wherever you might be in that spectrum or not there yet, you know, just having a really hard time and feeling very hopeless, oh my gosh, hopeless, I felt. It just all felt so hopeless to me that you reach out to somebody and let them know. and And I was not very good at that. Once I got to where I was really, like I would talk to my friends or family when I was feeling, hopeful and you know tapping into that little bit of possibility but when I was feeling really bad I didn't and I think I was just I was afraid to I was so sure in my own head I'm just like well there's nothing they're going to be able to do about it so there's no reason in calling them you're just going to upset them and make them worry and blah 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 you know and so I didn't so I would encourage you to be better at that than I was because everyone in my family and friends would have gladly, if nothing else, shared that space with me. So yeah, it may be true that phoning a friend isn't going to give you a solution that's going to make all your your circumstances go away. But it does give you that feeling of not being alone in it. And that is such an important part of it that's such an important part of getting to possibility is knowing you're not alone. So, even though I wasn't very good at that. I hope that you will be better at that than I was. And I invite you to DM me. You know, if you're having a really challenging time, let me know and we can work together or explore working together and see if, you know, I'm the right coach for you or this is the right time. If you need some financial assistance, we can talk about that. I'm not gonna do anything I'm not comfortable with. Um, As far as, you know, like I know my own limitations of what I can do, but if I can do something that will help make it more affordable, I will do that. So just even asking for that, reaching out, all those things are steps that you are taking for yourself and the voices of diminishment, the voices of despair, they don't want you to do that. They want you to believe it's hopeless. They want you to believe nobody can help. They want you to believe that, you know, nobody's gonna pay for a coaching session for you, or I'm not gonna give you a session for free, or they want you to believe that all of that is not possible. But they're just terrified. You know, it's sort of not their fault either, because they're just parts of you that are terrified by this circumstance or collection of circumstances you are in. And so like the parent who has more resources than the child, there is a part of you that is more than that and can elevate itself to finding some solutions and some help or, you know, not even solutions per se, but just like possibilities. Let's start. I need somebody to help me think about this in a different way, or what could somebody else think of that could help me or how could just sharing my burden with somebody uplift me and, and elevate where I'm at. So with that, we will wrap this podcast episode up. But I just want you to know if you were in a challenging time, you are so not alone. And I can so relate to it. And I'm very grateful that that time in my life is over. And it's um, also not that long ago. I mean, this was only, I've only been in my apartment two years. So that was two years ago, you know, started four and a half years ago. So I spent two and a half years without a home. And now I've had my apartment for two years. So This is still very fresh for me, as far as like if you're imagining, I'm not going to be able to relate to it, or I'm just going to come at you with some positive bullshit uh, because I forgot what it was like to be in a really dark and challenging place. I have not. And so I am here also to be part of your resource, whether it's some of my free stuff, you know, the podcast, follow me on Instagram, whatever, to working with me. I am here to help you navigate from darkness into light. So please DM me, go to the show notes. You can get the link to email me or go to Instagram. If you're driving or something, it may be easier just to remember. I'm Brenda Florida coach on Instagram, Brenda Florida coach. And you can find me there, follow me, DM me and um, let's chat. Because you are not alone, and there is always a way from the darkness to the light. And there is nothing wrong with you that you need help from someone else or a whole bunch of someone else's to help you find it. It's just the, I don't even like the word help very much. It's the catalyst. You need a catalyst to help you get from the darkness to the light. And that's what I am here for. That is my mission. Those are my gifts. And I am very happy to share them with you. So thank you so much for joining me for this important episode of Uncover and Elevate. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Uncover and Elevate. Check out the show notes for tons of great information and resources like... If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast so we can uncover and elevate an issue in your life, just complete the form in the show notes. You can follow me on Instagram at Brenda Florida Coach. You can work with me one-on-one or get additional information about one of my group or private retreats by completing the form in the show notes. And I would love it if you would share this episode on social and tag me. I'd also love for you to post a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. It makes such a big difference and will help others find the show. And I'll be incredibly grateful. This is Brenda Florida, Certified Life Coach, and I'll see you in the next episode of Uncover and Elevate.